Welcome to Beecher Island, where we're an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. I say that every Sunday because this is the guide in which we live by, which I preach by, which we teach by. This is God's Word, and we stand in it, and we let it be our guide. And as I always tell this church, if I ever deviate from this, please tell me. Please pull me aside and say, Let's have a little discussion because we have to stay in His Word and His truth, and, uh, and that's who we are as a church. I'm excited about uh, what God is doing in this church and, and everything that's taking place. And, and uh, today, we're going to dedicate some, some children. It's going to be awesome. We've been talking about this a lot, and, and uh, uh, I'm going to talk more here about what that means to dedicate your children to the Lord. It's not a baptism. It's, it's a dedication. But as I work through this week, I'm thinking, well, what would go along with... Is it dead? Is that good? Sweet. Hey, it's the sound guy's fault. Always blame the sound guy. If you want me to point him out, I'm just joking. <clears throat> Might be wearing a teal shirt. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> so uh, we get to we're going to dedicate some children today, and what a what an awesome thing that is. But as I was working through on what am I going to preach on today, I was just like, man. You know what? Preach on an uncompromised faith. Because I've heard a lot lately. We have this uh, husband and wife team, Adam and Rachel, who lead our youth group. have been hammering uncompromised faith. Uncompromised faith. What does that mean? So I called Adam. Well, I actually texted Adam this week and said, hey, what if, hey, if I stole compromise? Yeah. Yeah. And matter of fact, here's the verse in which I pull it from. Here's the verse in which I, which I use a lot, and that's 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16. So if you'd turn there with me to 1 Corinthians 16. But you see, I, I, I thought about this uncompromised faith and and what that means well as we dedicate children today we want to raise them to have an uncompromised faith but more than that how do they have how do they get to that uncompromised faith and it falls back paul said imitate me as i imitate christ who are they imitating and is the person that those children are imitating, are they walking in an uncompromised faith? You see, uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14. 
say this. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. When I read that, I thought, wow. Wow. Stand fast in faith. Stand fast in faith. Stand uncompromised in your faith. But what does that mean? Romans 2.12. Romans 2.12, I think, pulls right into this. Romans 2.12, and this is verses 1 and 2. Romans 2.12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. How are we presenting ourselves? Right? Are, are we being that living sacrifice? But verse 2, it says, And do not conform to this world, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, uh, I'm going to share a story with you, but I'm going to be very, very general in it. Um, there was some evil taking place, or that took place. Some, some evil. And, and in that evil Many were, were laughing at the evil. Many, many were, were, were okay with the evil that was taking place. And then there was a few. There was a few that said, this is evil. This is not okay. Why, why are you okay with this? And they stood up against the evil. But in the standing up to the evil, they were ridiculed. They, why would you do that? Why, why, why would you stand against that? Well, because it's evil. Well, it's not that bad. You see, an uncompromised faith says evil is evil and we don't be okay with it. Well, we state evil is evil and, and I'm not going to stand for it. And I'm going to actually stand against it or I'm going to walk away from it. Do not conform to the world. An uncompromised faith doesn't conform to the world no matter what it is. And we're going to read some scripture here in just a minute that, that, that brings all that evil to, to light and says, lay that down. But walk in the goodness. Walk in the goodness. Because as it goes on, right? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Are we being transformed? Are we walking in this uncompromised faith, being transformed by the renewing of our mind in Jesus Christ? so that we can prove His perfect will in our life. Because you know what? As Craig always says, you have been made perfect for your purpose in God. And are we walking in that? Are we walking in that uncompromised? You see, but 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14, uh, it says stand fast in your faith. Be uncompromised in your faith. Be brave. Be brave. Man, I'll tell you what, those few that stood up against the evil, they were brave. Because it's not easy to stand up and call evil, evil, 
when the world around you says it's not evil. But yet you know it is. God knows it is. But it's so hard to be brave in that. It's so hard to stand strong. And and so I bring this to, to light because you know what? As we dedicate children today, parents, parents, be an encourager for your kids to be brave. Church, church, be an encourager to our youth to be brave in an uncompromised faith. I'll tell you what, even in my walk, sometimes I want to cower in the corner. And I need that encouraging word to say, hey, stand strong, brother. Stand strong. Be brave. It also says, be strong. Be strong. Stand fast in your faith. Be brave. Be strong. How can we be strong when we're so weak? One answer, Jesus Christ. Psalms 59 over and over says, God, you are my strength. You are my strength. You are my strength. We are weak. And we're not strong enough to bear the load of this world trying to crash down on us. But we have a Savior who is way stronger than anything that can be put on your shoulders. Way stronger than anything. And so pull on the strength in which you have Jesus Christ. He he is everything. And parents, (laughs) there are days when you're not strong enough to be the parent that your child needs you to be. Call on Jesus for that strength in those days. In those days where it is a a trial just from the time you get up to the time of the evening and when you're still having to be a parent. Be strong, but let that strength come from Jesus. But it says do it all in love, right? Do it all in love, but that doesn't mean that you don't walk in what is uncompromised. You see, we can love, but we can still call evil, evil. We can love and we can still stand in His truth and call out what we need to call out. You know, uh, there's all kinds of verses that we can read as to what we lay down and what we pick up. And I'm going to cover some of those, and I, I want to go to uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. And I'll try to be lively for anybody who has high schoolers, because I know that Idelia Prom and Ray Prom were last night, and so I'll try to... Try to uh, Keep waking up any parents that had to work after prom or any kids, high schoolers that were at prom till three in the morning. Uh-huh. No, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Second, uh, first Peter, first Peter two, one and two. First Peter two, verses one and two. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. We've got to lay all that stuff aside. 
I'm going to talk a little more here in a little bit in Colossians, but we got to lay all that stuff aside. But this second verse is what I want to really uh, uh, pull from today as we dedicate children. Because it says this, as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Look, church, as we, as we raise kids, and there is so many kids in this church, and it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal the number of, of youth that we have in this church, and I praise the Lord for it all the time. But it says, as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Uh, other, other translations may say crave. Crave pure spiritual milk. Now I want to bring this up because as we raise children, if we dedicate them to Christ, we want them to get a craving for God's Word. We don't want them to have a hatred towards it. We don't want them to think of God as a means of discipline. Think of God as that's what my parents throw at me. Think of God as that's what I get beat with. But a pure spiritual craving. A craving. And you see, uh, there's many other scriptures that say that don't get caught just on the milk. But, but be on the food, be, be on the meat, be on the meat of God's Word and get off the milk. But our children, we cannot feed them whole food until they get a craving for the milk. And as a church, I pray that, that we do lay down all the stuff that it says to lay down so that our youth around us can see what it means to crave God's Word. What it means to, to want to be in God's Word. To, to grow in it. And so I encourage you to, to lay down all those things. And once in a while we'll pick them up as we, we'll, we'll talk about in, First Corinthians, or in, in Colossians. But crave pure spiritual milk. That's what we want our youth to do. That's what we want our youth to do. Go with me to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. You see, as we dedicate children, as I said at the beginning, they got to have somebody that they can imitate. And that's where we all come in. Yes, the parents, absolutely. As parents, we need to imitate Jesus so that our children can imitate us. But church, that also goes for you. Because when our youth sees you in our community, sees you in your job, sees you at the grocery store, sees you at the bank, sees you at the restaurant, can they imitate you? Can they imitate you as you walk your walk, as you journey on? Colossians chapter 3, <clears throat> starting in verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. 
Set your mind on things above, not on the things of this earth. This earth tries to get your attention in every way possible. It tries to get your attention and tries to get you to think that evil is not evil. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of this earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Amen. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. We've all lived in them, right? We, we have all got a past. We've all got things that we have laid down and maybe picked back up and laid down again and picked back up and laid down again. We'll get to that in a minute. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. When it says lay them down, it says lay them down and leave them there. We're calling evil, evil. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. <clears throat> and we're laying them down. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. See, we can lay all that down and let it be the old man that it is. Because of verse 10, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him in the image of God who created you for your purpose right are we are we laying all those things down that need laid down and are we keeping them there and when they try I was told once that it's old Charlie old Charlie tries to pick himself back up and jump on your shoulder and lay him back down lay him back down. don't let him jump on lay him back down and as we imitate Christ we lay those things down so we imitate him and our children and the youth around us can imitate us. Are we laying them down? See, put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ, right here guys, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. It's done with the, hey, lay this down. It's now saying, hey, pick this up. Pick this up. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Parents, (laughs) church members, laying it all down, right? Forgiving. Forgiving when your kids wrong you. In church, forgiving when youth wrongs you or us you see i i want to point out here that as a church we can't be looking down our noses at any youth of our church whether that be outside of these walls inside these walls i'll tell you what if you all knew what i did as a kid you wouldn't want me up here they're gonna mess up 
They're going to do wrong. But let's pick them up and encourage them to be brave and to be uncompromised in their faith and be strong in that. Not tear them apart when they do wrong. When they, when they make a choice that maybe you think wasn't a good choice. Now let's call evil, evil. Let's encourage them to be uncompromised. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Let's love the children of this church with everything we have. Let's love them with everything we have. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Amen, amen. That is what I pray that we are as a church with each other, with our youth, Letting Christ dwell in us richly. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Amen, amen. You see, I, I don't want us to take this child dedication lightly. Because... Just as Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Can we say that? Can we say, imitate me because I'm imitating Christ? Yeah, we'll fall short of the glory of God. Yes, we'll mess it up. But we're not okay with staying there, is my prayer. We're not okay with staying in the evil. We're not okay with staying conformed to the world. But we're rising above that and walking in the ways of the Lord. Titus 3, 1 through 8. Just listen to this with me. Titus 3, 1 through 8. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. Remind them to be subject to the authorities. When we send our kids to school, either public school or home school, just remind them to be okay with the authorities. The teacher, whether that's public school teacher or mom or dad. Subject to the rulers and authority, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. I'm going to reference one thing here. I was told about a year ago that this parent makes their child always, always ride the bus home from any sports activity. And he told me, he said, I make my child ride the bus home because I don't want them to hear my heart of the negative stuff that's going to spew out of me when I drive home. So I'll put my kid on the bus. That way I can vent and I don't bring them down because of my opinion on what took place on the court, the football field, the wrestling mat, the volleyball court. What a statement. Parents, 
Don't spew out your, your hardened heart to your parents and skew their vision of what is good. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. His mercy, His grace, He saved us. Through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out. Listen, He poured out on us abundantly. Not just a little, abundantly. He's poured it out on you abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. That having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. And these things I want you to affirm constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. It's not by the good works, but it's by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God that we have eternal life. It's by the grace of God that we have forgiveness. It's by the grace of God that He sent His one and only Son to die for us and raised from the grave so that we can have eternal life forever with Him. Parents and church, let's have that same mercy and grace on our youth. And as we dedicate our children to the Lord, have that grace and mercy on them let's be encouraged encouragers to them let's help them to have that uncompromised faith as we show them what our uncompromised faith is as we walk it out in our journey let them see that we stand fast in our faith that we stand strong that we're brave in it and we do it all in love be uncompromised, church. Be uncompromised. I'm going to go ahead and invite uh, the parents and children to come up that, that uh, are, are dedicating their children today. And if you didn't talk to me and you want to dedicate your child today, come on up. What a blessing. What a blessing that we as a church get to do this. What a blessing as a church we get to have this many kids be a part of our church, this many youth uh, coming and parents and moms and, uh, moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas coming to be a part of this body right here. I've never preached a sermon where I didn't invite somebody to Jesus, and so I can't end it without that. So as we stand and sing here in just a minute, if you, uh, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you. I want to talk with you. It, it's your choice. It's your choice to choose Jesus or not. But I want to encourage you to make that choice. And if you haven't made it, man, today is the day. Today is the day to confess Him as Lord and allow Him into your heart. There's not a laundry list of things that you have to do. There's one. Romans, it says just that. Confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead and you will be saved. That's what I want to encourage you today if you've not done that.
But I also want to encourage you in that, that if you're making that choice, please, please come and talk with me. I want to pray with you. I want to, I want to talk with you. Also, if you need any prayers whatsoever, I would love to pray with you for any reason at all. Any reason at all. Let's go to him in prayer. Father, I just thank you for this time, this time of digging into your word, this time of dedicating children, this time of gathering together in your name. Lord, I pray that, that today people heard your truth, not mine, but your truth. And anything that wasn't your truth, Lord, I pray just stays right in this building and people do not leave with it, but leave with your truth. God, I thank you for every person here today. And Lord, I pray that we imitate you, imitate you always. And I pray that as we imitate you, others can see you and imitate us. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your love. I thank you for going to the cross for us, dying, being crucified, raising from the tomb, and sitting at the right hand of our God today, being our advocate. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.